Greetings. Hello, friends. Welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. Hi. Uh, and welcome to the show. <laughs> I need coffee. Um, with us today is my guest co-host for this episode. She's a songstress. She's a comedian. Luke Ashley. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. That was amazing. By the way, Luke has a whole morning DJ uh, soundboard with her. Um, It makes all sorts of sounds for any kind of (laughs) feeling that you have. Yes. Hey, Poppy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else. stuck today, though, is tears and crying. So if you hear random crying, that button is stuck. (laughs) So forgive us. Oh, shit. I really like the I, Poppy. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And we also have with us today a lovely person. She is a writer of books and journalistic lit. That's not right. She's a journalist. She's an author. Emily Barth Eisler. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for coming on the show. So, everybody, I have three kids. They are all boys. I have a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an 11-year-old. Luke, what's your situation? Well, I'm gotten all girls. <laughs> They're about two, ten, twelve, and seventeen. She's almost gone. <laughs> She's almost gone. That's my situation. I feel that. Emily, what's happening over there with the whole kid situation? Wow, I, I now it feels like I'm keeping it relatively simple with only two children compared to you guys. I have a six-year-old and a 10-year-old, one boy, one girl. Wow. All right. Wh- which one is older? Do you have an older boy or an older girl? Just so I get the lay older of the Older girl, younger boy. All right. Nice. As I like to tell people, though, you know, until notified otherwise. Mm. Yes, mm. of course. Not the we can't change the birth order, but uh, <laughs> when when I was pregnant, I my my mother and mother in law really loved that when people asked me what the gender of my baby or you know whichever one it was, I'd say, well, we'll wait till they tell us. We don't nice. Know. And I'm still waiting. You know, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, for now. Right on. That's very cool. Um, so how are we all doing, everyone? How are we doing? Luke's had a difficult morning. I know that I for sure. I had a very difficult morning. I cried. I'm a crier. I, <laughs> I, and I'm getting all these text messages from my child. I walked out of the living room to come to the podcast and I dropped my Mac. My best friend is no... <laughs> And so, oh God, yes. we're gonna. She's gonna cry again. <laughs> I did. I was crying, and my I was telling Betsy. My husband was like, "You, you have, you will be fine. It is just metal and files. You will be fine." And I just cried. Metal He's, and files. Um, he, 
he's I'm married to I call him Mr. Optimistic when I'm upset because I like to be <laughs> mad. I like sometimes it's fun to be there. Oh. Just a little bit. Not too long. Wait, Luke, is it that when you say that, is what you're saying, because it took my husband and me a long time to sort of sort this out. And then when, when we did, it was like a real revelation that um, uh, I have found that I, and I think uh, maybe a lot of women, uh, like to sort of be with their feelings and feel mm-hmm. those feelings yeah. and just sort of have them and and we're not necessarily when we express those feelings asking for someone to fix it whereas it seems oftentimes that men often generally um want to fix it and that's right i I blame and it took us a long time to be like no ari i don't want you to fix it i'm just telling you how i feel i just need you to validate my feelings betsy can i tell you i i blame mugs And anything that has like slogans and sayings on them, because remember all that Mister Fix It crap that was on like yeah. mugs for Christmas and Father's Days. Like that's the ah. problem. They're telling these men that they can fix everything. I have the same issue. I tell my husband, dude, if I'm at the top of the tower and there's a dragon behind me, don't come get me. Don't come get me. I will figure it out. If my hair is long enough, I can figure this out. Wow. He, he was like, so am I supposed to sit there and watch you? <laughs> I'm impressed, though, because I feel like if there's a dragon, I'm like, you could, you can come help me out. Like, I, I yeah. feel like that's a team a situation. Yeah, climbing if down I'm my the, own hair, that sounds yeah, like a nightmare. If I'm at the top of the tower by myself and I seem confused, but there's no other threats, then yes, maybe I'll figure out my way down. But if once the dragon comes in, I'm like, you may assist. You may join me. And Oh, yeah. I am far more lazy than Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm at the top of a tower with a dragon. Right? And I'm at the top of the stairs. I don't know. Maybe I... I'm picturing a really cool dragon that's just like sitting there with its fingers just like, come on, let me see you do this, bitch. Let me see you do this. Like, that's what I'm envisioning. And then the guy is down there and he's like, I just, I got a ladder. It's real easy. I'm like, no. I don't know. Some days. Then some I mean, days I love I'm your like, confidence. That's amazing. Oh, Emily. Mm-hmm. It always comes your to the wrong time. The confidence. Thank you. I mean, sure. <laughs> What do you it. mean? <laughs> I have your confidence comes at the wrong time. It does. I I I go back to this small memory. I was emptying a storage unit, and I there was something stuck behind this box, and I kept pulling on the box. I was so confident. I was like, "Get this out! What is this?" It was a mouse trap, a rat trap, and I was so confident that I was going to pull that out. And when I did, I just it was feces and hair wow. and no 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 animals but it was just no wonder you think that a dragon is not that big of a deal you've already seen the worst exactly you've been there exactly and no gloves what? it was just all me just like this this must be a shoebox or something no it was a first of all who puts those inside of the storage units that should have been the sign not to move my crap in there uh i was in new york too oh my God. so it makes so much sense. Oh, New York. 
That reminds me of a million zillion years ago. Uh, th- I don't know if this is interesting to anyone. I'll just tell you, but because it, it reminded me, um, back at the old UCB theater, uh, the old old UCB theater on Twenty Second Street. Mm. Um, it was an old uh, exotic dance club, wow. but it really, it was an old strip club because it wasn't even <laughs> exotic dance. It was like an old. It was just a bad. It was just. It was a raunchy place uh, where. <laughs> is this the one it, near the Gristides supermarket? No, it was. It predates. This- the, the one before that. Okay. Wow. It was before that. Yeah. So Giuliani, Rudolph Giuliani, back <laughs> before he was um, a total villain, like mm. a, a cartoonish villain, um, was the uh, mayor of New York City. And he uh, shut down a bunch of strip clubs. And so we got our theater for cheap. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> but it was like a really gnarly place where there was just like a lot of um uh, there there was like well anyway (sighs) so we had a big rap problem um and i just remember my friend billy merritt uh actor billy merritt and comedian um uh he was in one of the bathrooms peeing and his i guess his uh he heard a squeak and he looked down and there was a glue trap um with a rat in it and and he while he was peeing and he went to move his foot and his foot was connected to the glue trap he had somehow stepped into the glue trap with a Ooh. with a live rat on it <laughs> oh and no, you are all freaking out. To me, that is the funniest, most slapsticky thing I could even ever imagine. Like, what a fucking nightmare! I, oh I feel bad gosh. for him, but also that's hilarious. Because now you got to bend down and touch it and remove it. Because if you, it's sticky. Think, so the pulling, do you, though, there has to be a better way. I, I think know. he had to. S- I assume, I don't know how it went down. I assume he had to wrap up peeing first. Right. I'm gonna sure. guess that he skipped washing his hands oh, that I'm time. Sure. And. And probably had to like waddle out with this weird uh, uh, flipper. But are rat traps the same as mice traps? I don't know. Well, it was a glue trap. It was just (gasps) those squares with just like a one size fits all thing. Yes, yes. So you cannot like get off those. They're real. You You can't just like shake your foot and hope that it. No, just no, you can't. You, you gotta. You will need assistance, and you also can't touch it with your fingers, or then because your hands then it's on your. Mm, Correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, real, like literal definition of a sticky wicket. That's true. <laughs> that's uh, that's what that what word is, is for. <laughs> no idea. No idea. But now it's a sticky wicket is when your foot is stuck to a mouse trap and you're peeing. Is a wicket the thing that you? Use in lawn? No, it's not lawn bowling. What do they play in Heather's? Um, oh, croquet. Um, croquet. croquet. Okay. Is, is it a, a croquet mallet? Okay. Is it these things? Is it it does the... seem like a wicket would fit in really well with croquet, that but feels... I don't know. It feels like it would be on the instruction manual for croquet. I lived in Staten <laughs> Island and had the worst experience with the sticky wickets. And I didn't realize that's what you said he had. I was just subletting for a good month. And someone above us, we were probably in a six-story foot building. And one day, the super just was someone, I don't know, was just throwing those sticky wickets, a.k.a. sticky pads, for sticky mousetraps. Landlords love those things. And it landed on, you know, when you've got a window air unit, the 
the butt sticks out, right? Yeah. Of the window. It's a good 12 inches, right? That's a deep, these were deep ACs. And I just hear this smack of all these things. And they're, someone's throwing them with mice on them. <gasps> one landed, one landed yeah. on my, <laughs> on my oh, AC. That's, and that's I just, not okay. again, heard squeaking. And I'm looking <gasps> and he's, and I just shut the window and I was like, Hey, forget the dragon. There is a mouse on the AC waiting for you when you get home today, honey. Because I am not. Okay, so let's go back to to how she called it the butt of the AC, which I really love. I never thought of of the air conditioning unit. Yeah, no, that's the butt for sure. Because it's sticking out. It's just the butt sitting out of the window. Like out of a window. You never yeah. saw. I mean, that's what they look like. I'm every. I think it was in a, a kid. I just was like, "Why is the butt sticking out like that?" I why my country. I'm so sorry. I did grow up in Indiana. I'm sorry. It's a long morning. <laughs> Emily, what were you? What were you gonna say? I, I interrupted you. Oh no! I, oh, I think I was just gonna say like that. That this is showing excellent judgment on Luke's part in terms of like that is an example of the dragon being there and uh, <laughs> delegating yeah yeah to somebody I mean, yeah. to be like I'm not doing this by myself Mm-mm, girl I'll take the dragon yeah. I am not messing with mice like you said earlier yes right? that's I did the same thing when we had mice <clears throat> in our you know one of our many 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 New York apartments mm-hmm. and my husband came home from work he was just my boyfriend then and I was just standing on the couch and I was like, I saw a mouse. I'm going to stand here until yeah. the problem is taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't quite remember. I mean, I, I think we did work as a team to mm. solve that problem. I don't mm. quite remember. I think I've blacked out mm-hmm. how we solved that problem. But I know it was an apartment that had exposed brick, which we thought was so chic and romantic. Of but course. let me tell you about exposed brick what it means like that's how mice get through i don't know like tiny little holes in the brick Mm. they can can fit through anything or something (laughs) i just now i connect exposed brick with rats and mice right i'm just imagining brick and just just mice oozing out of the tiny pores that are in this like they they probably eat their way through the what is it called mortar like the the lining, the, the paste that they the brick and mortar, the, mortar. Oh, that's right? what that is. Oh, so I'm assuming they it like eat so their way sense. through the mortar, right? I'm pasting my bricks together. Yep, that's it. That's I mean, the problem. Wow. I I I thought you were going to say they can climb brick because of the their claws. I mean, maybe that's too. But I, you guys, this is based on absolutely nothing. Like, please don't go home to your science journal don't and write about how. Mice and rats come through holes in brick. Don't be so humble. Emily Barth Eisler is a well-known mouse and rodent expert. That's actually why I came on the podcast today. I wanted to talk about mice and rats and how they get into buildings and out of buildings and what you can do about it. I don't... I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Normally, we're not about experts. We're not about uh, advice. But that's, oh, that's what I'm right. doing here today. Yeah. I mean, I know you said no advice, but I just feel like the people <laughs> need to know. 
<laughs> I think I think mice are. I mean, something. I'm spreading so much misinformation here. I have told you that the thing in between brick is called mortar. No, I've told I told you it, that I think it is. A I sticky said wicket refers to a croquet mallet. I said croquette. I, I'm That's making a dish. stuff up. Like, I'm all wrong. So I I really hope you don't fact check this. <laughs> well, I don't fact check me because I said paste and croquette. I'm way off. Um, but this did trigger. <laughs> triggered another memory with my since my last one I promise we were I, my 10 year old I was very pregnant and we were flipping a house while pregnant that is a total <gasps> disaster Whoa. marriage that sounds killer. really stressful <clears throat> and yeah. we had a huge soaker tub that was so fun and comfortable but the faucet mm. didn't fit like the faucet was too it was for a smaller tub it never ran out as fast I can't remember bear with me but I kid you not, I fell asleep while running the bath water and I woke up in a panic like, oh no, it's going to overflow. I go in to turn it off. There's a mouse swimming in my tub. We had the, no! we had the mouse, the mice all up in that flipper. Oh my, it was horrible. Ah! I haven't bathed since. And showered, yes. <sighs> bathed, no. It's probably a good choice. <laughs> this makes me think of Anne of Green Gables when she goes to serve yes. the special dessert to Miss Stacy. Oh, Stacey, yeah. And yes, there's a mouse the in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love Anne of Green Gables so much. <laughs> me too. That is one really sad thing I feel like about having three sons is that so far no one is interested in all of the <laughs> books about plucky young heroines who are always redheaded. Um <laughs> No one wants to read Pippi Longstocking oh or Anne of Green Gables over here. Pippi. No Pippi one wants know. to read I Nancy feel like, Drew. I feel like you might not be missing out on that because of the gender of your children. I think it might just be, I don't know. I I, I feel like I was a relatively sheltered child in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, we did not watch TV. We didn't Whoa. watch movies with violence in them. Yeah, we can come back to that. It was weird. But... <laughs> um. But we did watch a lot of movies and read a lot of books, and most of them were really sad. And now I think our children's generation, I, I don't know, somehow we're protecting them or we're softer or they're softer. I don't know. But, like, now my husband and I will start to read or listen to Anne Green Gables, and we're like, this is too sad. Oh, like, yeah. there's so much sadness. But when mm. I was a kid, that was just like Tuesday. You know, it's like, <laughs> let's talk about this orphan girl. Nobody likes her. Everybody's right. super mean to her and they're abusive. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. It's like with our with our awakening of social justice, we've also gotten a little bit more protective of the stories. Well, in like the Little House on the Prairie, Little House in the Big Woods, they're just, I mean, first of all, that does not hold up in terms of racial and uh, indigenous people portrayals. But even putting that aside, there's just, there's yeah. like a lot of sadness and tragedy. Oh we just God. couldn't do it. That's true. You're right. There's a whole book about them just start like starving to death. Like the yes. whole town yeah. starves the whole book to is death. Just, right, the long winter, right? Isn't that yes. the one? And it's just like it's winter it's and awful. they have no food. They're and like, Mary goes eating. blind. Yes. And it's just, yeah. It's just sadness. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like we've lost our tolerance for that or we haven't given our children a tolerance for that. And maybe that's okay, but maybe I don't know. Well, culturally we seem to um have less interest and respect for interest in and respect for grit. Mm. Yeah. 
I hear that. Whereas, you know, <laughs> in the past generations, it's like, we got through the fucking um, Great Depression. Grit. World War II. Grit. Well, like, I mean, now we're all going to have to talk about how we got through this pandemic. So maybe grit is right. coming back. Yeah. Let's hope. Maybe. We're bringing back yeah. grit. Grit and grit. I mean, this is all really Let's weird all not back. to, like... Not and to grits. spoiler alert for talking about later or make it all about me, but the book I wrote is like super sad and deals with hard things. So like, I don't know um, what exactly it means that I'm like, nobody wants to read sad books anymore. That stuff, that ship is sailed. That's not how it works. And then, uh, oh, yes, I'm actually here to tell you my about my book about surviving a school shooting. So be the yeah. sad book you want to see in the world. Yeah, there I you go. So I don't know. Maybe I've just revealed something really deep and uh, self-hating about my, myself or something. I don't know. We're going to have to. I'm going to unpack that one in therapy next week. But for now, Ooh, let's fun. get back to Matt's, Matt's and rice. R- rats and mice. <laughs> Matt's and rice. Matt's and rice. You, you did say that. I do that, it all the time. I reverse yes, things like, so many times. This podcast is called Why Mommy Drinks because we're supposed to come intoxicated. Instead yes. of My Wommy oh. Drinks. <laughs> yes. My Wommy Drinks. My no, mommy and drinks. I, I'm actually, I, I don't drink alcohol. I just think what I see <clears throat> people talking about drinking and I start mm-hmm. slurring my words and I don't know. <laughs> Talking about mats and rice. I'm trying to find oh, it. You know, but you sorry. killed it with that one. I can't. I can't. I'm looking for it, but you said it. You, I, it's mommy brain that I think. For me, oh. it started probably the first pregnancy, and so I now it gets it, as I age, oh, it gets yeah. more different. And one time when I with the last kid I was pregnant with, I remember lying down, and again coming out of a deep sleep yelling to my oldest child i called her mom i was like mom hey mom <laughs> and she was like what are you she was, she was like what are you what's going on here that's really funny it was horrible that's was... a new one i haven't heard that one but i know i do this and my friends do this and my sister does this where we call our children by the names of our siblings a lot. Oh, oh yes. I do I've never that. do that. Oh, really? Because I feel like we're all, I don't know, we're working out or rehashing <laughs> or replaying stuff from our childhood. So I will yes. often accidentally call my daughter by my sister's name because they're you, the older sisters. You know, like okay. I, it's an archetypal thing in my head, basically. So are you, where are you in the lineup? Are you the baby or are you older sister? I'm the baby. See, I'm the I'm oldest. The baby. I'm the younger sister. Oh, me interesting. Too, okay. Mm. All right. I don't know. That's interesting. I still yell at my kids and call them every... Ben, you're a girl. I get it. Just do the dishes, please. I, it's... Because I've accidentally called oh. them... I'm a Downton Abbey fan, and I accidentally called them one of the daughters from Downton Abbey, and now I can't even wow. remember her name. That's bad. That's watching too much... That's down that hilarious <laughs> I there's no never, such thing as too much downtown i have never heard of someone saying that, that they called oh their God, children so a bad. name of a fictional person <laughs> I, think, I think i was asleep i'm kidding i'm not lying i don't so get much funny. of it and when i do i wake up That's really so weird yeah oh did you all see the downton abbey movie yes no what? I didn't. Oh. I don't know what I'm waiting for. 
You can't it's a special me. occasion. You're scared Did you to let like it go. the show, Emily? I loved the show. Uh, oh my god, then you're gonna love the movie. The I know. I don't know. I don't know what's stopping me or i i kind of forgot about it when did it come out was that before it's the a pandemic couple years now it took me a year to watch it too where... i'm not gonna lie but did you jump right on it betsy i did i brought my husband who wasn't a big downton abbey <laughs> fan and he loved it really like he was like oh i see why you like this show <clears throat> like that was great yeah the, i thought the movie had fucking everything yeah it had everything that i had hoped and dreamed of yeah I, i'm looking up when the movie uh, came out it came out i think, on right. I think it was like Max. two years ago i definitely saw it in a i definitely saw it in the theater mm-hmm. oh did you i think i, I saw it at home yeah it was so late. the before times mm. i think so i like down Abbey. Um, wonderful things for me Obviously, calling my daughter Lady Mary. I was like, Lady Mary, what the heck oh is God, happening? That's amazing. So that's fun. amazing. I did watch a <laughs> yeah. lot of it while breastfeeding my daughter. Mm. The, the show. Really yeah, quick, just out, going back oh, to it like came out calling September people, 2019. There you go. Mm. Calling people by the wrong name uh, <laughs> reminds me of how I do that all the time because my head will just go through like the rolodex of mm-hmm. names of people in my right. house yes and like, i filter through until it matches with the person yeah they all look alike yeah uh, they all you know give me similar feelings so my lizard brain is just like oh you're all the same <laughs> i guess um but it makes me so mad when my sons are like are like They'll like make fun of me for saying the wrong name or whatever, and I'm just like, "Look, you first of all, you fucking made me this way, whether you like it or not." And uh, second of all, I don't care. <laughs> just do the thing I'm telling you to do. I'm so tired. You know, right? Like, why do they? Why do they want you to use their actual name? Like, who cares? Like, take the direction. Oh my god! Ignore the name. What is reality? Is this just a big um, Mm, Truman show? Are we all in a video game made by some higher species of life form? I don't know. I don't know. Is it? Would it be comforting if that were true? Like I can't even decide if that would be helpful. (laughs) I think it would be very upsetting. Everyone just living lives, and you hear cut. All of a sudden, the sky is a big ass curtain. Yeah, that no, I'm good. Would that be would that be comforting? I mean, it'd be comforting in that this is all meaningless and my failures are meaningless, right? But then the good moments and the successes would also be meaningless, and I don't think I can handle that. So no, it's not a simulation. Simulation, real word. Yeah. Well, they say that when you have or when you. Um, uh, carry a child in mm-hmm. in your body um, that they leave what like some sort of like some DNA some, yeah like or DNA some, in you yeah. some kind of uh, particularly boys right detritus what is that true I, oh, oh look at me I'm spreading more false news in addition to telling you about grout and mess and, and malice. And mats and, and rice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add to my list that I'm telling you this phenomenon happens only with male presenting genetic only. profile children. But I, now, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I, I think now. I read that because I have one of each mm. gender mm-hmm. children, and I think I remember it said something about <laughs> there's a difference 
in the the way it affects the mom's brain or the kind of DNA left behind or something about having boys impacts your brain differently than wow. having I mean, that, girls. I don't know. That could that could I, and now I now I've spread theories and I don't even believe in gender. Gender is a construct. And here I am like focusing on it. I don't know, you guys. I I may have I may be totally wrong. Let's <clears throat> Let's right. pretend hey, I never said that. No, I believe not... that gender is a construct, and I also believe that it just it see it just seems me too in I, my I... life that boys and girls are different in general oh, yeah. well, ways. Well, here's the thing too: is I, as I have grown and aged, have seen firsthand in myself and others how hormones are everything and if you yeah. think about hor- how hormones have to do with gender there has to be something like there are hormones that female people you know born female people have more of than and less of whatever I, oh now i'm going to spread false news about gender and tell you how it works <laughs> and it's all hormones um we were just talking you know about what? hormones I, though so yeah we, we were talking about how we're getting like for me i was telling betsy as I got older, no one mentioned hormones. Like, I, and I had a lot of, I didn't have as many uncles. I had more aunts. My my mom was mm-hmm. like the youngest of si- seven sisters, eight sisters, seven sisters. Whoa. Yeah. So That's it, it just, amazing. Just women after women after women. And you women. have four girls. And I wow. have four girls. And my mom had four girls. So the thing is. You're is, one of four girls? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I've always had. That's so cool. And not to spread any false things, but I'm telling you, my aunt. Oh, I've, already, I've already done that a lot. <laughs> go for it. It's just the crazy thing is that I hate to. I, I've just lived it, and so I've seen the hormones. Like when an uncle would come around, I was like, "Thank God, how are you?" <laughs> because yeah, it was like balance it out. Yeah, there was definitely this side and that side. I could totally. And and yeah, it was just. And then we're talking generations. So my aunts are now in their seventies, eighties, mm-hmm. and I just grew up with like one aunt that I just was <laughs> like she ruined everything for me, <laughs> just everything. Like I was um, doing. Is she gonna too. listen to this podcast? Should I, I email her? You never know. She, you know what? She's okay. the one who like yeah. got mad at the Law and Order, uh, Criminal Intent, and like sent hate mail. <laughs> Wow. When they Wait, when what? they removed, she would, she's what? that person that like doesn't have a lot to do, but knows a lot of every little thing. And so when Vincent D'Onofrio was cast off and they put Chris Noth on Law and Order Criminal Intent, she was livid. And she wrote wow. Wow. NBC and was like, How dare you? And I was like, You do know that this is a man with a career wow. who probably just took another job or was tired of Solving law and order criminal intent jobs. Like, let's just give the man a break. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm dealing yeah, with. That's okay. A lot, a lot of yeah. energy a happening. Lot. Well, look, you know, we are talking about <laughs> hormones. I was on the fence about and gender. I was on the fence about what story I was gonna talk about today. And I feel like this has this conversation has helped me land on what I wanted to talk about. So let's uh <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, let me tell you what's been breaking me. So many things. Mm. Um, my uh, so my now eleven year old Rex, um, he's he's in middle school. It's been a real it's been a real sort of fall of change, um, and 
uh, puberty is really kind of kicking into higher gear and um he wants so much to be treated as a more mature person <laughs> and in some ways he has been rising to the occasion um <laughs> depending on kind of what the occasion is mm-hmm. um but he because of puberty and hormones has he has been increasingly um emotional uh angry uh churlish just like mm. uh just like rude and mean uh and for whatever reason i guess because of our dynamic i feel like i get a lot of the sort of um uh what am i trying to say i feel like i get a more than my fair share of it you're from taking him. the brunt of it i'm taking i feel like it yeah. i mean maybe maybe i'm not but that's what it feels like and well, that's one really way- a compliment because you're that means you're his safe space mm. <laughs> oh boy yeah that's what you get for being so loving <laughs> So he, on one hand, so he, every, I feel like every year, and part of this is because he's always been a year to two years younger than all of his classmates, because he's a weird little, um, into, he's, a, he's a smarty pants freakazoid. Mm. Um, so he, he's always been younger than his classmates. So one thing that's come up year after year is he'll always come home at some point and be like, we took a poll and everyone in class gets to do blah, 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 and I don't, or like, <laughs> Everyone else has no restrictions on YouTube. Everyone else has 40 hours of screens a day. Everyone else gets to stay up until 2 a.m. every night. Like, and I'm always like, well, that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, great for that. Even if it, even if it's true, even if it's logical, it's like, Mm -hmm. well, at the end of the day, I don't really care Mm -hmm. um, because they're not me mm-hmm. and there's lots of things that lots of people other parents other americans think are acceptable that i don't so mm-hmm. um so yeah so he's been he right in the beginning of the year he was like i need to go to bed later so we we've, we've made it later now on school nights he goes upstairs at 8 30 mm-hmm. which is which is fine i think that's fair but we had been doing lights out somehow. I don't know how the fuck this happened. It was not <laughs> me. Uh, that lights out was like 1030 on a school night. Mm. Wow. So they would go up there, but then they would have two hours. I mean, there you go. They fuck around so much and like fight and stuff. <laughs> so so anyway, so 1030 lights out for realsies. Although a lot of times, you know, at least two of them would be asleep by then. And because they all share a room. So every morning I go in to wake up the kids. That's my one of my jobs in the morning. And Rex, the oldest, has been so fucking mean when I go in to wake him up. Uh, like, he'll just like, he'll like, you know when like a, 
they say a, dr- a person is drowning and you have to be careful when you go to save them because they will like pull you down. They'll hit you. So I'll be mm-hmm. like, good morning. And he's like, like he just fucking <laughs> instantly he just launches. He's the dragon. He's a dragon. <laughs> And he's just, oh, what does he even say? Because it's honestly, it's always so shocking because it's like, it's the morning. I love you. Look at you, little cute little boy. And I'm also trying to be calm and friendly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't touch me. Like, don't wake me like that. Don't uh, stop shaking me. Like, he's he yells at me mm-hmm. um, and is so mean and it's such a jarring upsetting way to start my day um and so we've had to like pull back his uh the lights out so now lights Mm. out are at 10 but uh he was homesick for four days last week which was a whole other fucking thing Mm. um but part of the nice thing was that i didn't have to wake him up (laughs) um Silver like, linings, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like feel the brunt of his hormonal abuse. Oh That's a thing. It feels like abusive okay. the way he reacts to me. That's, Can I ask yeah. you a yes. question? Is he, this is your yes. second son, right? No, he's my oldest. This is your oldest. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when the oldest why, do why? things. Just because I know how that feels when you, they're your first one that you're going yes. through it with. So you don't know. Yes, and then, Luke, you just reminded me, also, because that's how he acts, now the youngest Mm. who idolizes him. He's just set this example. Usually when I wake up the five-year-old, he's like, he's like a sweet little Mm. cutie pie. And like a lot of times he'll he'll hug me. I'll like wake him up and he'll hug me. Like he is a sweetie pie. But now because of his fucking (laughs) oldest brother, He'll be like, like, and I'm like, no, no, don't be like that. Don't (laughs) copy his terrible behavior. So that's been breaking me. It's really hard to start your day off so negatively. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that (sighs) seems unpleasant. So using, oh, oh, I was about to give advice. I was about to give (gasps) fucking advice. (laughs) I'm not fucking doing it. And I swore because the rules are, yes, swearing, no advice. And I'm not fucking giving you advice. Yeah. Thank you. It's okay. It comes from a loving place. It's not about solving the problem. Right. Yeah. It's not about solving the problem. It's about about hearing the problem, letting the problem live in the world, in the air. And then we go back to the I mean, to, to be fair, my advice was, was going to be using the analogy of the tower and the dragon and right. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, outsource that shit. Yeah. Well, oh. calling, and I actually, sometimes yeah, calling, I do. Some, I mean, fast. my husband is doing a bunch of other important stuff that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like there you go, because I was going to say trade. But yeah, if you don't want to trade, you don't want to no. trade. Okay, then no, it's all I have to do is just be like, hey, wake up, do these mm. things. It's, it's really in my wheelhouse, honestly, to just like boss people and tell them what to do. Mm. So it makes sense that that's what I do in the morning. Um, but yeah, sometimes it gets so bad that I go downstairs and I'm like, I can't get him out of bed. 
and he is being so mean to me. I'm going to need you. Although that's bad, too, because then my husband is so mad that he was mean to me. Then then he starts in with him. And he's like, don't be the man mean to your mother. And then it's like, ugh, this is even but, worse. Betsy, can I ask you, is it, is, did you, you're the oldest. So you, did you grow up with? males around and you saw maybe a similar because i grew up with all women and my dad but he was with his other family so we never saw him as much but i guess what i'm asking (laughs) is that common why daughters drink next show um is that common (laughs) is that common for boy for boys or males to kind of have that sort of sass and i'm not applying that word to any sex i'm just saying it's like you know, you don't I know. don't know, but okay. I can tell you that he has gender is definitely um, much more ephemeral mm. with this particular child. Okay, I would say <clears throat> of all three of my children, he is the he has always struck me as the most sort of uh, fluid mm. and uh, yeah, I don't know why. Why? That's what do you think, Luke? I just it's. Because I deal with the same shit, and, and I don't get yeah. it. But I get it from the girls. I don't get it from. My yeah, husband. I was gonna say when I was growing up, I think I may have been that like way. that, and I maybe after this will call my parents and apologize. Why <laughs> daughters drink? I'm telling you, it's gonna stick. Okay, but yeah, here's my question. I don't know. My nine year old. Yeah. Here's my next question. Sorry, ladies. You. Yeah. Could it be? Yes, uh, Luke Ashley, New York Times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, could it be that they are shit? I lost it. Mommy brain. Never mind. Go back. <gasps> oh no! I'm so it's sorry. Gone. It's gone. No, it'll come back. It'll come back. We. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe. Okay. Good. Maybe. Tell me when it does. Okay. Yeah, I'll say with my nine-year-old son, he's just to me. He is. He acts the way I. I assume, I mean, I don't know. I have a bunch of brothers. I don't yeah. remember them being fucking mean. Uh, oh, I got my question. I got it back. Yes, Luke. Is it because... Yeah, Luke, um, uh, the, the Houston Chronicle. <laughs> Thank you. French Krim from the Republic. <laughs> I was going to say, could it just be that he's not a morning person? And I, I, I've heard horror stories from adults who still just yeah. haven't been able to kick into the morning routine, like with work um, and getting mm-hmm. kids up. Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> and they're just like... I'm not a morning person, Just not a morning person, and it just does not... And I'm trying so hard. hard. You're trying hard. It's, but I does that mean a you're a late night? Because, Betsy, you kept the hours yes, long I at am. night. Are you, Emily, you're a night person? Uh, or you're just not a I night mean, or Yes, <laughs> by nature, but I feel like I'm fighting it. Okay. So, I... But, I don't know. I'm like living a lie. I'm a night person, but I try to go to bed early so I can wake up early and like try and force myself to be a, oh, a morning person. Yeah. But, I'm not. but the, this world is not made for night oh, people. Yeah. No. Yes, it's no. made for morning people. And there was a meme recently going around because I love a meme that, mm. you know, really cuts to the heart of truth. Mm-hmm. That's where I yeah. get my news. There was some meme about. Um, how we virtue signaled waking up early oh yeah and how if you got the same amount of sleep but you went to bed late and woke up late that society views that somehow as lazy oh yeah as opposed to 
being like your hours are your hours you do your thing i mean and Mm -hmm. of course none of this applies to parents because a lot of it is like we have to wake up when our kids need to wake up because we have to get them out the door but let's let's just take that as someone as someone who for the last 20 years um off and on i I mean for years i've worked uh until 10 p.m and then i would sleep later exactly you get home and you're like fucking on yeah well yeah i mean like uh, theater people anybody you know when i was growing up and i i did theater starting when i was five and so i would do eight shows a week and come home at 11 o'clock at night most nights Wow, and I think my body, <laughs> like I grew up trained to, like to, I stayed yeah. up late. What? <laughs> you did eight shows a week when you were five? Yeah, well, what I the most fuck, of the time Emily? I did like dinner theater and regional theater and stuff really? starting when I was teeny tiny. Wow, yes. dinner theater. That is that's amazing. What city were you in? Were you in New- I grew up in between Baltimore and Washington. Oh, you were on the East Coast, yeah. Yeah. I'm in so East how Coast long did you do that stint for, though? You said you started A couple at months at a time. Yeah, a couple months at a time. And oh, if wow. it was during That's the school year, real. we'd have alternates. So there would be, so we'd do four shows a week and take turns with other kids because, wow. like, you know, child labor laws and stuff. <laughs> but then when I got a little older, I did one show that spanned mostly summer and i didn't have an alternate so i would do all eight shows the week um and i'd come home you know my dad would pick me up at 11 we'd come home p.m 11 p.m holy shit and we'd watch jay leno (gasps) together because you know it was the 90s Right. And, you know, like, and then wind down. Also, you, you don't just come home at 11 and go right to sleep. Right. No, yeah, exactly. Well, what time did you yeah. hit the, hit the Espe- Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like, midnight, 1230. Wow. And now it's all, yeah. it's all coming together. No wonder I was hard to wake up in the morning yeah. and kind of grumpy. <laughs> what time do they get yeah, you up? Guys, I'm starting to think maybe I didn't get enough sleep as a child. Yes. I think that's key. Same. <laughs> I think that's key. Yeah, I, I definitely a, didn't get enough sleep as a child, but you know, my husband it turned out yeah great. So it was. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Things are going super well. What were you gonna say, Luke? I married. I married a. Uh, he's a night person. He works. He'll stay yeah. up till two or three, sometimes five, but he'll get shit wow. done because the house oh, is finally is quiet. Right? But he yeah, he sleeps in that. weird bursts, and so I have to. Of the four, two of the kids um, don't sleep like that. So the baby doesn't sleep. She does not. But she's not cranky. She just doesn't oh, want to wow. give up the pacifier. She just, she'll stay up. She wants, and then when she notices sleep is approaching, she gets wilder. It just turns up. And so. Yes, I have this theory about overtired. And I say that about mm. about one of my kids and my yeah. husband is like this is overtired isn't a thing and i'm like oh yeah 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 when they get overtired mm. they seem awake but they they're actually awake, tired it's they're a thing right they it seem is. yeah because my husband will be like oh look they're all like wound up we should you know read another book i'm like no 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 walk away walk away yeah yeah overtired <laughs> yeah overtired that's, that's exactly that's true yeah. and so my 12 year old she she would wake up every single night for about 30 minutes, just stay awake for this 30 minute window. And what? I remember asking my pediatrician and she was like, this is just how some people's sleep habits are. Cause she wasn't crying. She would just wake up, just, oh, what are we going to do for 30 minutes? Uh, yeah. I don't know, Luke. I think you should sign her up for <laughs> dinner here. 
I think you're right. <laughs> I think I you think are right. She wants to, I think she wants to sing and dance for that half hour. Yeah. And I think I think I see a future. I think you're right. Uh-huh. It's gonna have to be a very specific role. <laughs> uh huh. It will be very specific for thirty minutes. She. It's like she's on um, that weird, like, medieval time that they keep talking about where they're like, look, in the medieval days, people would go to sleep. They would wake up in the middle of the night, do all their work and have sex and whatever the ha- fucking dream oh journal. And then they'd go back to bed. Wait, is this for real? Is this a thing? Yes. Yes. This I have is not a thing. heard this. You have heard this, Luke. I have heard have this. You? I have. I need this yeah. in digestible meme form. So that I can, like, take it in and process it. Yeah. So there's this, I don't know if it's a theory or a fact. Um, but, yeah, apparently in the, I don't even know. It, was it in the medieval days and How do they know these earlier? things? They're, like, was it just in the medieval dating days? everybody's habits? Like, how, how, do they, how do they ever know? Because you know, know way more than I do. <laughs> um, only because <laughs> I've had various relatives be like, oh, here's the thing. And when I say various, I just mean my mom. Because uh, anything that's on the fucking internet, my mom's like, here's a fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know if it's a fact. But yeah, so apparently they it was a thing. They would go to sleep when the sun went down because that's no when electricity. your body sure. wants oh, to. Yeah. Too. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it was dark and there's no electricity and they're like, let's go to bed. And then they would wake up in the middle of the night for like two, three hours. Mm. Maybe it was more. And um, and that's when they would like get work done, visit with friends. Mm. Fuck. Wait, but Um, was there. So it's still dark, right? Yeah. I mean, I get the because, I get the fucking part, but the the getting work done and like hanging with friends. How did they? It has something to do with like circadian rhythms. Yeah. What did they have candles? They had candles. <laughs> yes, they had candles. <laughs> did they? Were they always in perpetual darkness in the medieval ages? I think they had. Wasn't fire. it also called the Dark Ages though? <laughs> Is that a different thing? <laughs> Was the Dark Ages before that? I've been to medieval <laughs> times, and I I've been to medieval times, and I feel like you've those, time traveled. The restaurant. I've been to the restaurant and the I was, dinner theater. The dinner I was hoping you theater. had time traveled Full and actually baby. been to the medieval times. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible? We would kill everyone immediately. <laughs> oh my god! Also, imagine how bad it would smell. That to me is the main thing. I'm yes. like, I bet it, people would be so dirty and so smelly. Yes, my son is obsessed with like Greek and Roman mythology, and we were doing some research, and yes. there was a picture of like the Colosseum or some other large venue, <laughs> and I was oh. like, that must have smelled terrible. Oh, yeah. Just people pissing everywhere. Yes. Right? It had to stink. They did not brush their teeth. Oh, no. Didn't brush their teeth. Yeah. I mean, I think if I went back, ever if I went back in time, everyone would think I was like an amazing wizard physician because I would just be like, hey, you, like, 
<laughs> like, I'd just be like, you're handing out toothbrushes what... left and right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got gout. You, you need to brush your teeth. You, you are on the autism spectrum. I feel like they everyone thinks because they, they would have been like, think what's that going you on? smell really bad though, because I think they got used to the smell. And if we showed up all freshly showered and deodoranted, and yes, you know, they'd, they'd be like, be like the fuck? Yeah. that's yeah. not, that's not normal. Yeah. That's not good. So no. I'm not sure they'd take your advice because they'd be like, like the smelly lady tells me good point that i'm on the autism the spectrum but she's lady? obviously crazy she smells terrible yeah. right she's we don't know what crazy is but there's something off about this person oh. you're right yeah yeah oh my gosh i love it but i think about that all the time like back in back in the olden days i'm sure there were so many things where they're just like we don't know what the deal is <laughs> And if we went back, and it was now, actually time like, oh, travelers. We needed glasses, bringing candles. Or, you know, yeah, totally. Lots of things can make your workouts hard: extra resistance, double speed, one more mile. Your socks shouldn't, though. That's why Bomba's performance socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Bomba's performance socks have taken all the amazing innovations that make Bomba's the most comfortable socks you've ever worn. And they've added their special Hextech performance technology. They're stitched with special moisture wicking yarn and temperature regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. They come with a pillow-like tab to save you from blisters, stay-up technology, a special arch-hugging system. That one is my personal favorite. It Seriously, I have high arches and it feels good great. Plus an extra layer of cushiony comfort on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. And that's my second favorite thing also. It feels like you're walking on little pillows. They come in different styles for every sport with specific design features that help you optimize performance and keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. And like all of their socks, for every pair of Bomba's performance socks you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need. They have donated over 45 million pairs so far. I love all my Bomba's socks, but my personal favorite is the the lightweight cushioned no-show sock. I love a no-show sock and these are somehow magically the perfect weight while still being absorbent and they're just the right amount of cushioned. I don't know how they cram it into one tiny lightweight no-show sock. Another thing I love about Bombas is that their socks come in an array of really cheerful, happy, playful colors and styles. And you really can't beat that philanthropic mission. Go to bombas.com slash WMD today and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S bombas.com slash WMD for 20% off bombas.com slash WMD. I'm so glad that Thrive Cosmetics is a sponsor of the Why Mommy Drinks podcast because it introduced me to Thrive and now I can introduce you to Thrive Cosmetics. In case you need a refresher, here is why Thrive Cosmetics is freaking amazing. Their products are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients that actually improve your skin over time. All Thrive Cosmetics are formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. Thrive Cosmetics never tests on animals. They've got that little leaping bunny on there, and PETA has certified them as 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Plus, they have a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty, because for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. Thrive wants me to tell you what I love most about my products and which products I love the most, and it's honestly really hard to pick. I love their Bigger Than Beauty mission. I love that they're cruelty-free. 
I love their clean beauty standards because I love not having to worry about toxic ingredients on my face, but I also just really love their products. And I can't name a favorite. Their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is their best-selling product, and it's a really excellent mascara that looks great and nourishes your eyelashes. I love my Brilliant Eye Brightener. I have two, and I use the lighter one as a little highlighter for the tip of my nose and my cupid's bow. So I'm looking fresh on the zoom. And I love Thrive's Bright Balance 3-in-1 Cleanser. It gets all that makeup off. It cleans your face. It never feels tight and dry. It smells great. I love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. You are going to love them as much as I do. And look, I know I said love too many times in this promo, but the heart wants what it wants. Visit thrivecosmetics.com WMD for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer just for Why Mommy Drinks listeners. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash WMD for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash WMD. Luke, can you please tell us what has broken you? Well, let me go into this bag of goodies and see which one I'm going to pull out. Oh, oh, look at this. She literally has a bag. <laughs> Oh, and it's like a Mary Poppins no. bag. Look, she's like taking oh out a full God. lamp. Thank you. Yeah, yeah full yeah. lamp. Yeah. Oh my How God! Do you do Look that? at that. An ottoman <laughs> and a broken laptop. Yay! And a broken laptop. I I don't. Well, I think you guys. Okay, Betsy. First of all, you inspired me, so I'm trying to debate because there's several things happening in this one little story, and it, it's not a lot because it's okay. ongoing. So I, I've mentioned the 17-year-old several times on the show. And it's the kicker is the oldest, it, for me, it's the first one. I remember when I had like only two kids at the time. And the, my older two are very different girls, which as expected, right? It's just my oldest mm-hmm. was very easy and <laughs> laid back <laughs> and just did what I said. And and oh, the twelve year old, there's a five year gap. She challenges every single thing, and now it's like uh, she wants. And going back to you, Betsy, you've got the eleven year old, but the five year old sees it and wants to like try it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're like, this is a very good way to be. I shall be that. Yes. Yeah. So my 12-year-old now does... So the 17-year-old is dating, all right? And wow. she came out yeah. of a relationship. And now she's she's seeing someone else. And so my 12-year-old, I made a comment to my mother about the 17-year-old dating. And the 12-year-old, she's we call her the ear hustler because she hears every conversation she knows everybody's business. My younger one is like present that. for mm-hmm. everything. Like, mm-hmm. like it comes back to bite you in the ass. Because <laughs> then, yes, it does. I'm like, I don't even know I said that. What did yep. I say? The tape that? recorder. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <gasps> so the 12 year old is very savvy. She's got this locked brain of just mm-hmm. holding shit. And she pulls it out when she needs it. So my mother knows that my 17-year-old is dating. There's this whole thing about it. It's a whole nother show. But the thing is, 
it's been stressful <laughs> because if you guys don't know this, but I'm black. And um, yeah, there was a curtain up. We just opened it. I'm black. Um, <gasps> so- Look at that. Out of, <laughs> out that, of bag, that bag, she <laughs> took... But I, somehow she d- took down a curtain. Right. I don't know how it works. <laughs> My daughter is dating and she has dated out of a race. And we we don't see color. I know that sounds really bad, but we don't care. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't want STIs or babies. I don't give a damn what race they are. So now are you talking about her ex boyfriend? I remember There's a new one. Was <laughs> He was Latino? He was, uh, yes, Latino. This young, new young guy is Korean. Okay. Oh. Two different sides of the globe. Great. The most amazing. What did you say? Two different sides of the globe. Two different sides of the globe. He's. <laughs> She's a globe trotting dater. Yes. And I mean, they're all American. They're all American, but, but you, you get, get it. it. Well, so there's this new. And, They've been lovely boys. I will totally kudos, 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 whatever. Nice. But the kicker no, is kudos to you and your husband. I'm gonna <sighs> give you to all the credit there. Whew. Remember, she was the easy one. She talks to us. She shares everything. Sometimes it's just hard. So right. the twelve year old. This is about the twelve year old who hears everything. Okay, okay. So she in in one day. She first she overheard me watching something and the guy was just like can i hit it later i don't remember what i watched but she this was me binging by myself and i swear i think i had an earbud in because i'm conscious of what i watch and she goes and she's taking sex ed this is the thing it's all sex related stuff so she's like does hit it mean sex and by sex i mean vaginal Anal or oral? Whoa! Wow! Wow! I mean, good for all of you having yes. these conversations. That's great. Yes. This is the thing. This the seventeen year old never did this to me. She never did that. <laughs> and 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 when she did bring it up, it was like fifteen. You know, so we're starting younger, <laughs> and now I'm like, well, that's that's subsequent siblings. That's you know, the because thing. yeah. Yeah, and, and because and so piggyback on that question, she was like, "Why do you say she's not dating? She is dating, mom." And I said, "No, they're just kids who are friends with titles." She's like, "No, mom, they're dating." I'm like, "No, they're not." She was like, "Why do you dismiss her relationship goals?" Whoa. Yeah, and I just was like. Who the Wait, what? Is she talking She's talking to me? Is she talking about your oldest? Yeah, because still? Yeah, she's now she's talking about the oldest because she does this and thing. And the person she's been dating. So he's not her boyfriend is they what you're saying. The title. I'm I'm joking. I'm oh. saying, ah, oh, these are kids that like each other. They say dating. Right. You know, and I'm having this conversation with my mother about how and she's like, why do you say they're not dating, Mom? I was like, well, they're they're just friendly. You know, they're kids. They can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. She's like, so you you would be against her having vaginal <laughs> oral? And I'm like, oh, no. who had you? And where did they oh have God, you at? And she doesn't realize. <laughs> I don't think she knows any of them. I don't think she knows any of them. 
I don't know. I think this is a great story. I think it's so good she's talking about. It. I mean, check in with me in a few years when it's my kids. But that it's yeah. always it's all, and like I just I do I love that she has to listen. She though, lists like in a very like I've been to sex ed. Is it digital, oral, <laughs> anal? She's listening every time, and then she said, with the hit it question, she said, "Is it something I can ask and bring up?" in conversation with other people or is it off limits good I for her like, i was like hit it very savvy is not and my husband just cut it shut it down i was like it's a 90s thing we used to say don't say it anymore it's not i don't think people say it and i was like what was i watching and it had a 90s actor in it i remember i was like yeah it was and i just thought it would go but it didn't it stays it stays yeah she's got this trunk because she wants it, she jokes now that she's got a boyfriend. Hold on, I'll be out there to do the dishes. I just, I, my boyfriend just texted one second. I'm like, hold up, where is this coming from? And she's like, it's a joke, mom. I just want to be ready. Ready for what? Ready. I don't ready. know. I kind of like that she's, she's like trying this all out on you. I feel like the, the thing to be scared Sorry. of as parents is like, just the secrets and the non-communicating and the not sharing with you. I don't know. This sounds really healthy to me. It does. That's but I problem. also understand it does sound healthy. I agree. And yet, we, I mean, we I would have, have never talked to my mom this, about any of this because I would have felt too ashamed. Oh and gosh. I feel like she would have shamed me. So, yeah, I do agree. It is all, like, healthy and good. But I also totally get, Luke, why you're like, I don't want oh, yeah, yeah. to hear my baby right. talking about Do not mean to minimize how sex. uncomfortable and challenging <laughs> it is. I just want... But overall, I have to say good job. I mean, I can't. I can't. My mother was too scared to have that conversation. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I feel like this generation is, they, they are in better shape than we were. Yeah, than we were. I agree. At this age. In that they regard. They are more comfortable. Uh, uh, They're more open. <laughs> Look at Luke's face. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. And yet. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, is that your baby that is crying, my baby. Luke? Do you hear her wailing? <laughs> it's probably the yes. freaking pacifier. We're really struggling. <gasps> they said she's being difficult. They, I, I'm like, is she okay? Sometimes she doesn't. Like, What's going on with the pacifier, Luke? She won't. It's crack to her. She will yeah, not get off. And then my husband, mm -hmm. the freaking guy with what did he say? Metal and files. He literally said, oh, yeah. are you really trying to take a pacifier from a baby during a pandemic? Shame. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I am, dude. Not she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know shit. Well, also, I feel like that that kind of logic was fine when we thought the pandemic was going to last two months. Right. <laughs> yeah. To be like, okay, let's not rock the boat. We'll let our kids sleep with us. We'll let yeah. our kids have pacifiers. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. Here we are. It's you know we're oh. gonna be two years deep, and it's like yeah. no, I guess we have to start doing the real things, mm -hmm. taking yeah. away the pacifiers when it's time, and when like time. no, we can't yeah. just let them have the pacifiers for two months because it's the it's Oof. the pacifier, yeah. and then it's the no sleep, and I know she's tired. 
I know she is. The house is filled with her shit. You think you're in a toy store when you walk in here. You don't even realize. I just keep buying shit and buying shit. Shit that makes noise in the middle of the night and I'm tripping out. Ugh. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a freaking <laughs> ice cream cone that talks and then it's a frog that jumps. And I'm just like, I haven't had kids this little in almost 10 years. Like, what the fuck? And I keep getting um, shit because I'm I scared the pandemic has ruined her. She don't have no friends. When we go out, she comes her eyes and they're like oh she's playing peekaboo i'm like no she's scared as fuck she ain't never seen people i don't know what to do that's why i drink okay i'm done does the ice cream when it talks does the ice cream go ice cream you scream we all scream for me does it no that's what i feel like it should say it's like a store it goes with this it's a it's a cart the whole cart and all the ice she sells wow. it she's got money oh, no does that mean it's like bing yep. ding a ding yep. a ding yep. oh that sounds no. really fun <laughs> who bought that for her Luke a what relative that is not local mm. yes there you go there you go yep someone who won't have to hear doesn't have to hear <laughs> Luke, just for time, I want to make sure to move on to Emily's story, but also I want to also make sure that you got to finish your story. Did you get to finish oh, your story, yeah. Luke? I mean, okay. it's just the 12-year-old is just coming. And the hormones, now she's, and I get it, I, there's yeah. something in this window, because I have a 10-year-old that hasn't hit it yet. She's just, mm-hmm. she's just a jerk, but I kind of like it. But the 12 and 11 window, and see, the 12-year-old, my 12-year-old will be 13 in a couple months. And she's mm-hmm. just very, just... Some days up, some days sideways. Some, yeah. and then, but when the oldest one walks in the room, she's ears perked out, and oh boy, stuff. Let's hear. So I'm just, I'm all right. <gasps> Emily, Emily, please tell us what has broken you. Gosh, I have a couple of different stories I could tell, and I'm gonna oh, go with the fantastic. shortest, funniest <laughs> one I can think of. Okay, great. So let me give you some background and preface this by saying that I'm pretty like I mean I'm I'm very You're like pretty. Oh, thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> thank you. That is so not where I was going with this. I was going to say I'm like pretty straight-laced. Okay. Um not in not like politically or liberally, but but just like I'm square. I'm, you know, I'm a rule follower. I'm you know, I'm not edgy. I'm not cool and I'm okay with that, right? So I just have to tell you that because you're going to hear my story and then be like, oh, that's out of character for her. Okay. Um, okay. So a couple of months ago, my family and I are sitting in um, my husband's office, which we also use kind of as a den. And there's a couch. And uh, there's a computer and a TV and a fan. There's like a standing – well, it sits on a shelf, like a fan, you know, like a, an oscillating fan that blows. And we're sitting there and I don't know, we had been watching something and we're hanging out and we're just, I don't know what possessed me. I don't know where this came from. But I looked over at the fan and the brand name on it at the bottom says it's Polonis. P-E-L-O-N-I-S is the brand of the fan. I do not know what possessed me, but I looked at it and I said, Hey, you guys, if you cover up the L and the O, the fan says penis. I don't know where... My children are 6 and 10. 
That was totally like their job if they wanted to like figure that out. Yeah. And tell me. Also, I just want to say like I'm fine. Like we use all of our proper names for body parts and stuff. And yeah. I have no problem saying penis in context, all that. But like what possessed me to point that out, right? So we all laugh about it and everything. Great. No, if and, I had done that in my house, even though we're comedians, my yeah. husband would have been like, oh, Betsy, what? Yeah, it's just like, uh, why? Did your husband give you a face? Yes. Because I feel like He's my like, husband where, does. Where is okay. this coming from? Like, what is, because it's also, it's just so out of character for me. So then, so my kids are like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So then we were out somewhere, and I don't know what, you know, it's a pandemic. So we were probably at an outdoor farmer's market. I don't know where else we go. <laughs> And something reminded my son of this somehow. Mm -hmm. And he said really loudly in front of, we were like around a lot of other people. He said, Daddy, look, that's just like your penis fan. (laughs) Yes. And my husband looked at me and he for a second, he'd for, he didn't remember like that I had done this or connect it because it was in his office technically. So it's like his fan. So he's looking at me and at our son and being like what is he talking about and people are turning oh. around being like oh penis fan interesting interesting and i'm just like oh that man has a fan oh, on his dick penis okay. fan interesting wow. but i just it was like some moment of pandemic insanity that made me like point out like i all of a sudden became a 12 year old boy who was like oh, yes. <laughs> it says penis like i don't know what possessed oh. me and i hope that someday my kids tell this story and they're like my mom was kind of fun and like she could take a joke and stuff but for right now it's just like i don't know i don't know what happened and i became a 12 year old boy for a little while emily i am always a 12 year old boy so it is fine i say that you two are you a 12 year old boy betsy yeah yeah (laughs) it has you have to break that mold not advice just saying sometimes it gets so oh, yeah. stiff sometimes and you're just like right. i need like the i need a fart insert here yeah. or something i know to just break and i'm, I'm pretty mold. proud of it it's just it's so different from how so i was raised okay let me ask you a question oh, were yeah. you are you have you ever been been like the goofy one even when you were younger were you ever the yes. clown to, okay so it came at hebrew place. school <laughs> at hebrew school i was oh, the class clown at regular oh. public school, I was so good and so, you know, rule following. And then for some reason at Hebrew school, I just let loose and I was like a terror. That's why. Fascinating. I played a right? prank on, we had a substitute teacher once in Hebrew school. And this is this is the story of why she drinks. Um, <laughs> we were set up in a room and there was an empty room next to it that was exactly the same but a mirror image mm-hmm. so the substitute teacher left for a minute to like go to the office or the bathroom or something <gasps> and she was gone and yes. I said to all the kids come on quick like company move next door oh, and we yes, set yes. up all of our stuff and everything to the identical mirror image room next oh, door my gosh. so then the substitute comes back and the room where she had left us was empty and we're all just sitting in the room next door like nothing had happened, looking like angels. Oh, my God. I was Emily, so that's evil. a good piece of business. That yeah. that's, that's funny. I was, I was, that's, it's fun yeah. when you're – it's fun when you don't get caught. That's the right, rebel. Well, we never admitted it to her and I'm sure she never told anyone because what are you going to say? Like I think I'm 
going crazy, like all of these kids. And I, I lived oh, in a relatively she? small community and everybody knew I was the good kid. So no one would have believed her. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. It was the perfect Who's crime. Who's going to believe you? It was the perfect <laughs> crime. Substitute Hebrew school It teacher. was like a long con. I spent like 12 yeah. years being really good just to be able to get away yeah. with that one practical joke. That's interesting. And so then she came back in and I, she's like, what are you guys doing? What are you? What, what happened? And we're all just like, I don't know what you're talking about. We all Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good times. And you, and then that was it? Like the whole rest of the class, you were in that room? Yeah. And she spent a lot of time like trying to figure out if she was losing I, it or not. The poor woman probably to went to the doctor later. Yeah, that's amazing that no one was like, you know, no one. No, I, I, I don't throat. remember, but I think by the end we told her. Because also it's no fun if you don't tell. Like, I mean, we had to brag about our... Yeah. Our victory, I, I guess. Was, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't fully remember, but you know, but I. I you know. still. It's one of my proudest <laughs> slash least <laughs> proud moments. Now, along with the penis fan, right? I was one of those kids too, Emily. Uh, I think I, that's how I remember it. Of just yeah, it was just like I've got to go. You know, whatever the teacher would have to leave, and she'd be like, "Betsy is the right? in charge." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's totally how it happened. I was definitely left in charge, and I was like, "Cool, company move next door." <laughs> Amazing. But you have to. Yeah. It's fun because you, you, the penis joke, the penis fan. You were in a safe space. Mm-hmm. You were home. You were with your family. Oh, yeah. You just are like, <laughs> "Look at that penis!" You know, it's it's. I know. I don't know what possessed me. I just like look over there. I'm like, <laughs> you guys, if you cover up the L and the O, it says penis. <laughs> it's like, what are you? Who are are you? No, were you high? No, I don't. I, I don't um, do any recreational drug or alcohol. I have no excuse. Yeah, it was just your pure. I don't know. Your old self. Yeah. Yeah, something yeah. came over me. I was possessed by the spirit of a twelve-year-old boy momentarily. Yeah. Just, just Beavis. Mm-hmm. Beavis. Beavis. Yes. And the weird thing is, like, you. I never even watched that show because I was like, I don't get that humor. I don't even like that. Oh. Like, it's oh so God. not me. It was show. just this really weird moment. <laughs> what did you say, Betsy? You loved that show? I loved Beavis and Butthead. Oh, I did not. It was so funny. They were like yeah, a younger... Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't think I had a sense of humor yet. I don't okay. think I developed my sense of humor until, until like, my late 20s. Really? Oh my god! Because wow. it just wasn't—I wasn't raised in a house where that, where like humor was. I mean, I we mm. watched Jay Leno at night, you guys. You know, like there was <laughs> I don't no know humor. If that's a compliment or it's not? not. It's she, not. She's saying, yeah, no. <laughs> that, that was good our humor, humor was not yeah. valued. <laughs> yeah, so it took me a while to like develop my sense of humor. So I think oh. I just thought Beavis and Butthead was offensive, you know. Mm. So that's yeah. why it's especially out of character for me to be like. Mm. <laughs> penis. I lived in a. I grew up in a very like big comedy house. Like Where did comedy you grow was up? definitely. Well, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Woot woot. But my mom, my what? Oh, I was just shouting out for Minneapolis. Yay! I I, oh, I was a woo are you girl. From Minnesota? No, I just I Were... like it. Oh. 
I've never been there. Oh my god, Emily, you brought in your morning radio uh, sound. I did. Um, but I and again, like I'm not trying to take it back to this, but um, my the publisher for my book is based in Minneapolis, so that's why I'm like a fan of Minneapolis. You know, I'm not what? trying to make Let's a smooth segue. Back. But let's do it. I mean, if you um, insist. I mean, sure. Emily, yes. uh, well, what a coincidence. Please tell us all about your book Please. that I happen to be holding next so to guys, my face. I, I wrote moment. a book. Yes. Um, and this is not the first book I've written, but this is my first book to be published. So I am super excited about <gasps> it. Oh, congrats. Thank you so much. It is also, as we say in the writing biz, the book of my heart. It is like... I hope I'll write many other books. This is the one that uh, just for whatever reason speaks to me and feels really like urgently special to my heart. So um, it's called Aftermath. And uh, it is about a 12-year-old girl named Lucy who moves to a new town with her parents after the loss of her younger brother to a long-term illness, a heart, congenital heart defect. And so they move for a fresh start, but they move to a town where a school shooting happened four years earlier. Mm. And Lucy is starting seventh grade with all of the classmates. All of her classmates are the kids who survived the shooting wow. when they were in third grade. It was their classmates who were targeted. Um, and so it's a, you know, a fish out of water story. And she's trying to figure out how to... Um, how to start over in this dynamic um, and dealing with her own grief. And she's a math whiz. So in her head, she thinks of everything in terms of math and equations. And she feels very much like her grief over her brother does not at all match the grief and the trauma that her classmates have been through. And because uh, she knew her brother was going to die, she had a long time to say goodbye, to make peace with it, to deal with it. Not that that made it easy. Like, she, her parents are not dealing well with it regardless. Um, but she feels like in that way, grief is, cannot be compared and, um, you know, or that her grief can't compare to what her classmates have gone through. And thus, um, she does not share with them that she's also dealing with some kind of grief and kind of keeps that a secret and she doesn't know how to fit in she eventually makes some friends spoiler alert she takes an after school mime class with her math teacher um and that is the only part of this book that's actually based on uh, a real experience of mine i took a an after school mime class when i was in sixth grade that was really oh special and formative i was a theater kid i was a musical theater kid i was very comfortable being on stage with a script with singing and dancing to distract you from a dinner theater I was a kid. Dinner theater yeah. kid. I was very comfortable with that because uh, it you, you knew exactly what to do and you know there was choreography and there was music and there was very little left up this was I think before I don't know Betsy you probably know the answer to this but this was before improv classes for kids were a thing um, Probably when we were growing up, I just I don't think that was readily available, and so this mime class was the first time where I did anything resembling improv, oh, wow. and something that was unscripted, where I got to write my own scene, and I and there was no you know in mime there's no music, there's no props, there's no set pieces, there's no touching, 
There's no costumes. Just glass boxes. Yep, you're just and windy days. So many, so many glass boxes and ropes to follow, <laughs> doors to open. Wow. Um, and but you're there's nothing to hide history. behind. <laughs> Emily, is this book for adults? Ah, yes. Is this book for kids? So this book, is, this book is categorized as what we call middle grade, meaning it is meant for kids ages 10 to 14. And it does deal, ah. as you may have noticed, with some heavy topics. Um, so I do write for kids, and I love writing for teens and tweens. Um, and I did intend this book, obviously, for kids that age. But... I also feel strongly that this is the kind of book to be read as a family or in class. It's, you know, uh, being read by teachers and librarians along with students. Um, I mean, part of the reason I wrote this book is it's not random. Um, I am a huge proponent of, um, you know, gun control policy advocacy uh, and have uh, worked hard and been involved in wanting there to be some common sense gun laws. It's a topic I feel incredibly passionate about. And so this book is part of, um, you know, sort of the, the way that I figured I could contribute to this movement that's so important to me. Um, and, and yes, it is a hard topic. It was a really hard book to get published because a lot of people just don't want to touch it. Not the death, yeah. not the grief, but the gun violence part of it, yeah. which is so yeah. strange to me because the actual gun violence is not in the book. It is barely mentioned it's just kind of the setup it's but the aftermath if it's you the will aftermath yeah. um i was really struck by this idea of what happens after all the news cameras go away and the hubbub dies down mm -hmm. what happens to survivors of traumatic events and how our society does not do a good job mm -hmm. taking care of our survivors of any kind of trauma be it war veterans um cancer survivors anything and now i would add to that pandemic survivors we're all pandemic survivors and we're all facing this thing right now where we're supposed to just go back to normal and pretend like mm -hmm. everything's cool and like we didn't all just go through this hugely yeah. traumatic traumatic scary yeah. strange different time um so in that strange way the book is i think aptly timed i think we're all figuring out what does it, what does it look like to quote unquote go back to normal when there is no normal anymore right and how do you take what you learned from that experience and add value to your life because certainly it's not like we should pretend like hard things don't happen and the book is uh, is very much in favor obviously of therapy of talking about stuff of uh, finding a safe grown up like the mr rogers um, sent him, you know, he has that famous quote, look for the helpers when something tragic is happening. So there's a teacher in the book who is this like really incredibly wonderful grown up who is there for the kids in a way that their parents are not able to be, um, to hear them, to listen to them, to see what they need. Um, so I feel like that's, that's an important part of it for me, for kids is like, yes, bad things happen, but look for the helpers, look for the people making a difference. And in the book, it's that teacher. And in real life, it's, you know, I hope that this book spurs kids to talk about this issue, ask questions, and then get involved and be the helpers. Um, I nice. hope it starts a lot of conversations. Um, when I was trying to sell it, a lot of publishers were saying, oh, oh, this isn't something that kids are aware of. They're not talking about it. Um, in middle school, oh. and this was several years ago, my oldest was in kindergarten, and they were already doing active shooter drills. And so I yeah. said, oh, no, 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 their kids are aware of it. If my kindergartner knows that this happens, I promise right. middle schoolers are aware of it. And I 
think there's yeah. as adults a lot of us want to think that it's not on kids minds and we think that if we don't talk about it it won't come up for them and so I hope that this book is a reminder while it is geared towards kids to answer your question it's also geared towards parents and I think you know the more we can talk about stuff like this the better sort of like Luke when you were talking earlier about your 12 year old's questions about sex it's like the more we can normalize things like having a penis fan you know um, the more, <laughs> the more that we talk about these things, the less scary they are, the less taboo, the more we can make small changes that add up to become big changes in society by just the power of talking about things and dealing agree, with stuff. I agree, Emily. That, those, that's so true. Just talking is so, communication, it's so, so powerful. powerful. Words yeah. are powerful. They yeah, are. written, conversation, all that stuff. And I am yeah. donating a portion of the proceeds to a couple gun violence prevention advocacy organizations about which I feel really passionate. One being Moms Demand, which is part of everytown.org. If you don't mm. know it, check it out. Uh, another is the Anna Grace Project, um, which was founded by the family of a young girl who died at Sandy Hook. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other is the, is the Sandy Hook Promise. Um, all amazing organizations sort of working in different, uh, different aspects of this crisis, the before, the during, the after. Um, there are so many ways to, to to help be part of the solution, whether it's preventing it or helping people who've been through it, or figuring out causes and or um, you know going after the legislation to make sure it never happens again. So there are a lot of ways to be the helper, and I hope that this leads kids and their parents and teachers in that direction. I'll be buying three. Yeah. So. Oh, fantastic so speaking of which where can you where can you get a hold of aftermath yeah. you can buy it and where can much. you uh where can people follow yes you? you can buy it anywhere it's on amazon and barnes and noble and target and in your local independent bookstore and bookshop.org and all those and there's an audiobook if my voice oh, this <gasps> past hour and change has not made your ears you know start to bleed then you might enjoy listening to me read the book to you on that's on oh, audible yeah. um so that was really fun yeah i got to record my own audiobook which was super special um so anyway there are links to buy it in all of those places on my website which is my name emilybartheisler.com and uh yeah that's you can also follow me on instagram and twitter at emilybartheisler <gasps> have i been saying your name right you know i feel like it's a flexible thing there's no right or wrong <laughs> let's not make this binary uh, my name is fluid nice my name is eisler until otherwise indicated yeah. tomorrow could be eisler you know also it's like i, I don't know to me that's just like the way people talk that that doesn't feel like a big difference to me Oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah did you all see um, uh, a bunch of Sandy Hook uh, parents uh, won a defamation suit uh, yes. just the other day against Alec Jones? Alex Jones? Yes, as they should. He's I'm garbage. happy about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is a straight up garbage human. Yeah, that's just <gasps> suffering on top of suffering. I mean, yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah. The worst. <gasps> Luke, yes. uh, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, well, I'm going to be in my bag for a little bit, playing around with all the crap in there. But um, your Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins bag, yeah, <laughs> your Mary Poppins yes. bag slash, yes. uh, you know, vacation home slash storage unit. Yes. Hopefully, there are no. Yeah, it's like um, Janet's boy. Yes. Do you guys watch The Good Place? <laughs> oh yeah, 
yeah, the Janet has yes. a void, and it's like everywhere and nowhere all at once. And yes, like your magic <laughs> void. Okay, sorry, go on. No, you're okay. Yeah. Um, I can also be found on Instagram at Luke L U C dot Ashley eighties baby A S H L E Y. Ignore the eighties baby part. So it's L U C dot Ashley. <laughs> I suck at promoting myself. Um, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll be back with Betsy again soon. I'm always, always glad to come on here and drink. I mean, talk, talk, talk about drinking. Not drinking. Talk about not drinking. She just pulled a giant Mardi Gras, um, one of those huge, huge glass. Long, yeah. yeah, out of her bag. Yeah. Like I a big margarita. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Emily. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing. And I, I'm, I'm serious about buying the books because my kids are homeschooled. Don't do it. Uh, my kids oh, are wow. homeschooled, um, and so <laughs> I'm not for an you. for that That's shit. Amazing. Uh, they mainly do online. I can't even lie. I don't do anything but check. <laughs> And by check, yeah. I mean check boxes that they did. But that's a lot. As somebody who had to do that last year when virtual learning was yeah, the we did it on a, we did it before the pandemic. My husband again, you guys the guy before metal yeah. and files, yeah, metal and files. I love it. So. I love it because so many homeschool moms I've heard just are just like it's actually totally fine and amazing. I love that Luke's like, don't do it. It's a terrible idea. I know I'm not supposed to give advice. I'm not. I'm telling you my experience. Don't do it. Um, send them babies to school. Anyway, oh boy, so glad to be here always. Oh, I'm so happy to have both of you. Well, oh Emily, gosh, you are doing so a great job. Yeah, I hope you that are. you know that. Aww. You you wrote a fucking book oh, and you sold it. Oh, thanks. And you are making the world a better place with so. advocacy. Yeah, thanks. I really hope so. But I appreciate, I mean, being on this podcast and things like that, you guys are helping with that, helping spread the word. I hope more people, I mean, to bring it back to what I said at the beginning about how our kids don't read sad books anymore. I do mm. think that they have, a, you know, they have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't need to read about Laura Ingalls Wilder starving on the prairie in the long winter, but maybe we do need to read about kids triumphing. Tri- triumphing? Yes, I love it. After yeah. triumph after tragedy or, or uh, it, it showing resilience. Um, mm-hmm. Not on the prairie in the winter. Resilience yeah. and grit. Grit. Yes. And also grits. eating. Grits. Mortar and grits, yeah. Luke, in a, in a, thank you for bringing that back around. In a brick and As mortar. Someone who grew up in the Midwest, I who did. didn't grow up eating grits. I have to say, uh, I, I didn't, and I really like grits now that I'm an adult. And I've anyway, let me get back. Again. Um, they're good, they're really I good. I grew up in the South ish, and I feel like I should, I really? should know grits. Oh, hmm, hmm. maybe, maybe. Well, Luke, yes. you are doing a great job. <laughs> Your kids feel comfortable talking to you about stuff that make makes you uncomfortable right. but like it's really it does speak volumes about you and your husband and Metal it, in, in really positive ways yes thank you i appreciate that i do need to hear it all of us need to hear it so that's why this podcast yes. is so amazing because we're talking we're talking about yes. it so yeah. thank you betsy because honestly yes. it, I, I appreciate coming to a space that doesn't judge me 
and just lets oh, me share. Yeah. And you and can yeah. you can curse. You can and oh there's my God. no advice. There's no advice in this thing. But seriously, yeah. thank you guys for having me. This is a dream. Longtime oh, listener, aw. first time participant. Right? Wow. Long time listener. I'm so this is super wow. exciting for me. Mm. Thanks. And Emily. it was, you know, sometimes like when you get to see behind the curtain, it's disappointing. This was the opposite. Yes. This was not Ooh, disappointing. Wow. Getting to peek behind the curtain and be part of one of my favorite shows. And it's like, it was oh even better God. than I thought. Nice. Thank you, Emily. Oh, thank you. Well, my my dear friend listening, uh, <laughs> if you find yourself uh, being the sticky wicket or uh, trying to normalize penis fans or just <laughs> um, <laughs> just uh, wishing that you could uh keep someone from being such an ear hustler um just know that you are doing a great job my mommy drinks imagine a podcast now imagine a musical now imagine the two of them made one million babies well you don't have to imagine it because it's real and it has a name One million musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.